0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com.
1: That you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day to day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, We'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge.
2: Good morning. Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. And how are you today? I'm so glad that you're awake and with me this morning so that you can get the challenge from this show. That's right. That's what we're going to do today. I want to challenge you to make a difference. I want to motivate you to change something within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond. So for this one hour, I'm asking you to spend the time listening and thinking about how this information that we talk about today applies to you. Remember, this is about you this morning, not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker. Just you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person that you are responsible for. And you are the person that can truly make a difference. We are all busy. We lead very busy lives. And sometimes that busyness, oh, it feels so good. It makes us feel alive. But sometimes when you really step back and look at all that busy stuff you're doing, sometimes it's just tasks, obligations, things to get done. And it has nothing to do with our goals, with the things that really matter to us. You know, there's so much information out there that's available to us. We can get it in many different forms. But all of that information sometimes can get overwhelming and be confusing. And we get cluttered up. Our minds get cluttered up with all kinds of seemingly important stuff. But when it comes right down to it, are you taking for granted the people and the actions that are most important to you? Are you spending your energy on things that don't really matter? Today, I'm going to ask you to spend your energy on your own health. First, let's start by making our own sunshine. In my part of the world, it's a February morning. You know, it's a little bit gray. Maybe the sun will peek out. Maybe it won't. It's a little chilly, like a good February morning should be. We've been very fortunate this year. We've had very little of that bad winter weather, and it's been kind of nice to have a mild winter. Certainly, I know that the stray cats that I take care of outside are very grateful that it's been a mild winter because it hasn't been so hard on them. What other things are you grateful for? Have you looked around your world today to see the beauty that it holds Perhaps as you drove to work or as you sit in your kitchen for a quiet moment, are you looking outside and noticing the beauty of this season? Are you grateful for the kindness, the gentleness? And do you look for those times in your life? Do you pay attention when someone is showing compassion? You know, when you pay attention things like kindness and gentleness and compassion, you reflect that. When you give out kindness and gentleness and compassion, it's reflected back to you. It's a wonderful, beautiful cycle. I'm inviting you to look around your world and see the many blessings that enfold and surround you, the many opportunities that you have to be a blessing other people. Now, we've spent this month of February so far talking about health. We've talked about different ways that you can improve your health. And I'd like to kind of review that for a moment. This is the show where we kind of pull it all together. So let's review where you've been. Have you already made a simple change or two to improve your health? We began the month talking about drinking more water about mineralizing your water, and replacing soft drinks and other beverages with more water. What progress have you made? Are you drinking more water? Have you explored the product to mineralize your water? If you've made that change, do you notice a difference in the way you feel? You might have even had a little bit of a detox as your body became more hydrated. Perhaps you're feeling more energy now that you are more hydrated. You know, sometimes if you've been really dehydrated, just changing the amount of water you drink, just drinking a little bit more, makes a difference in your energy. And you might not even notice it at first. And It might just be something that kind of after the fact you think, wow, I am feeling better, or I do have more energy, or I'm not as tired in the evening as I used to be. And sometimes, you know, perhaps you don't really notice a change yet. You know, that's the amazing thing. Your body can be healing and repairing itself just because you've given yourself tools to do so. And you don't even need to be aware of the fantastic things that your body does to be healthy. Okay, so what's next? Did you change your food plan in some way? Are you becoming more conscious of the food that you eat, of the choices that you make? around your food, what are you discovering? Do you notice that as you are more conscious in your eating, that something has changed for you? Some people notice that they eat less when they are more aware, especially if you have asked yourself if you are really hungry before you put food in your mouth. It's an interesting thing, really, how just being aware gives you the choice to be in charge of your food. See, when you become aware of what's going on with you, when you stop before you eat and you're conscious about what food you choose to eat, you can also be conscious about whatever else is going on in your life. So, you know, a lot of times I think I want something to eat, and when I really stop, I realize that I'm bored, or I'm frustrated with something that I'm working on. And what I really want is a break from that so I can clear my head and refocus on that problem. I don't need the food to help me do that. But an old habit is to go get something and put it in my mouth so that I can take that break. Well, smokers do the same thing. They take a break, they go get a cigarette. It's not that they need the cigarette. It's that they need the break. So when you're conscious, when you know, why am I doing this? You can take a moment to meet the real need instead of just mindlessly eating. And that gives you the choice to be in charge of your food. It might feel really good to you to be in charge of your food, to have choice in what you put into your mouth and when. So what obstacles Did you encounter so far? When it comes to food, some people cite two obstacles, stress and time. And they're right. Under stress, we do fall back into old behaviors, old habits. We get distracted, you see, and we go back into those automatic habits that we used to do. We put our attention on whatever is the source of the stress in that moment, and we stop being aware of the choices that we make with our food. You know this. You've done this many times. And when we don't devote enough time to planning our food, we often fall into old habits of eating on the run or eating impulsively because we skipped a meal or a snack. You know, there's a reason behind the advice not to go to the grocery store when you are hungry. You know, there's actually a physiological difference in your ability to control impulsive behaviors when you are hungry. That's right. You have less ability to stop yourself from an impulsive action when you are hungry. Have you, have you discovered this obstacle to your success? When you are hungry, your blood sugar is low. Blood sugar is fuel for each and every one of your cells. When your blood sugar is low, the cells that are crucial for survival get priority for the remaining fuel. Unfortunately, the part of your brain, the frontal lobe, that controls impulse and inhibits your behaviors, is not considered on the high-priority list when there's not enough fuel in your system. And that's why you lose your willpower when you're hungry. That's why you're more likely to buy impulsively, spend too much money, or buy foods you intended not to have in the house when you are hungry. The solution for these obstacles, of course, is planning. That's right. A simple plan to fall back on when you are busy with other things. A simple plan to follow no matter what the day brings your way. A simple plan that has anticipated the structure and pace of your day or week. A plan that removes the decision from the moment and places those decisions in the here and now, right now, in this moment. You see, when you make a plan for your meals and prepare the necessities of the plan, there are fewer moments for decision. Fewer moments of decision make fewer opportunities for impulsive behavior. Fewer opportunities for impulsive behavior means fewer points of potential fail- failure. Does this make sense to you? When you make a plan, prepare the necessities of the plan in advance, and commit to the plan, you've made up your mind. You've made a decision. Taking the action is easy once you've made up your mind. Once you've made a commitment to take action, taking the action becomes natural. Taking the action becomes automatic. Today we're going to have two examples of success in developing an action plan so that you can experience how it's done. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll have a guest. And our guest will share a great success story with us. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
1: Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
2: Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We've been talking about putting it all together, taking all of the information that we've had on health and um, taking care of your body, taking care of yourself, and we've been talking about how you put that together, the little choices, the little steps that you take, and I have a guest on the show this morning. Her name is Cindy, and she took a little step a few months ago and has had some great success with that. And I've invited her to share that with us. Good morning, Cindy.
0: Good morning, Ray Beth. And how are you today? I'm doing fine, thank you.
2: Good. Well, Cindy, I know that I think it was last November, you took one little step towards health. Can you tell us about that?
0: Well, it was a big step for me. I was drinking six to eight Diet Cokes a day and absolutely no water and i started drinking water
2: Mm -hmm. six to eight diet cokes a day is a lot
0: (laughs) i had one as soon as i woke up and it was the last thing i had at night and yeah i had one all day long
2: yeah wow i you know that when i hear that it just kind of Uh, Send shivers up my spine. I'm thinking about your bones and your muscles that are dehydrated, your bones that are saying, we don't know what to do with this. Here, have some more calcium, you know, and they're getting weaker. (laughs) So how did you make that change? What came about that you switched from 6 to 8 Diet Cokes to drinking water?
0: Well, my cousin was a a big influence on me, and she had been drinking uh, this X2O water, Mm-hmm. And she had brought it up and mentioned it, not pushy at all, mm-hmm. um, just kind of mentioned it in passing. We have lunch once a month, and I, I wasn't even interested. I'd had some thyroid issues, and we were trying to had that removed, and we were trying to get my medication stabilized. And I just didn't even want to tackle it until, you know, I got that straightened out. Mm-hmm. And then we had lunch in November, and I said, okay, I think I'm ready, because my thyroid Mm -hmm. levels had straightened out. So she came over to the house, and she got my dad, which you have to know my dad to understand this, but he would never drink water either. And she had him signed up before I even got home. So dad's actually (laughs) been drinking water also. Wow. And uh, we both started in November. And I, I still have to have my Diet Coke in the morning, and occasionally one in the evenings, but it's a big cut from six to eight. And sure. I'm drinking probably 88 to 100 ounces of X2O water every day.
2: Oh, my. That's incredible. That's, that's really doing well to hydrate your body.
0: I feel so much better. My biggest thing was when I got up in the morning, I was as tired as I was when I went to bed. hmm And I'm not that way anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? And really all you did was get more water into your system so that your body could begin to regenerate, to refresh itself, and to kind of clean out the waste products that it doesn't need. And it, you... it was
0: pretty amazing to me that I felt that much different just by mm-hmm. drinking water. I thought mm-hmm. I was doing myself a favor with the Diet Coke because... You know, I'm cutting out all those extra calories, but, um, obviously it wasn't a good (laughs) point. Right.
2: And there are no calories in your water either. It's true. (laughs) So beyond the, the extra energy, the, you know, feeling like you have more energy in your day, do you notice anything else? Is there any other differences for you in your, in your life, in your health?
0: Well, I talked to my doctor about running my blood tests again. I wanted to see if it had made a difference in my cholesterol and, you know, that kind of stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, it made a, a significant difference. My cholesterol is almost perfect now. Wow. Um, a little bit of borderline diabetes, that runs in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the cholesterol numbers were just almost perfect and everything else was in range. The only thing I really have to worry about with now is the triglycerides and, you know, watching the sugar.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So how, how significant was that drop? Like when your cholesterol was elevated to where it is now, how significant was that? Was it, you know, 10 points or was it, do you know your numbers? It dropped 15 points. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. So it came out of the range where she was worrying about it to a range where she's saying, that's that's looking It's almost good. perfect, yes. Mm-hmm. Great, great. And did your doctor say anything else in terms of your health? I mean, did, did you tell her that you had made this change with, your, with drinking water?
0: I did. I told her about the water and what I was doing, and I, I left her some information on it so she could see exactly what I was doing. And she said, keep on doing what you're doing because it seems to be working. And the next thing was she wanted me to start exercising, which is one of those bad words in my vocabulary,
2: Ah, something I
0: (laughs) never found time to do.
2: So the next step for you, um, now that you've taken this, this first step with replacing most of your Diet Coke with water, and certainly if you're drinking one or two Diet Cokes with that much water, you're really doing a good job. I mean, you've really made a, a significant change, even if you do still have your Diet Coke on occasion. Um, so for you, what's the next step? What's the next thing that you want to do in terms of your health?
0: Well, doctor suggested that I exercise, and her recommendation was a 15-minute mile.
2: To me, that's wow. almost impossible. Okay, I, I was going to ask if that's realistic for you. Uh,
0: no, not for me. Mom okay. and I have started walking. She always walks Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mm-hmm. And we started on Monday. Now, you have to remember, I have a, had a hip replacement several years ago, and mm-hmm. I have some nerve damage to my other foot. Uh, so I don't walk real well anyway. Right. But right. for the first time out, I did a mile in 40 minutes. That's a real far cry from the 15 minutes she's suggesting I do.
2: Okay. Okay. So so let's just start there. You know, while you know a, a doctor can make a recommendation, and you know my philosophy on physicians um, and any healthcare provider is that I pay them as consultants, but I'm in charge of my body. So I I pay them for the knowledge and information they can provide to me, but that doesn't mean that they're right about what I need. So if you look at, um, she's she's given you her knowledge and information. She said to you that one of the ways to both reverse that early kind of pre-diabetic condition and also to reduce your triglycerides is that you need to exercise. Right. Her suggestion for the type of exercise doesn't really fit you. It's, it's not practical for you to Apply what she suggested into your life if you tried to walk a 15 minute mile right now and cindy you have to understand I'm, I'm pretty fit and even when i was training a 15 minute mile was a push you know i could run it but i couldn't walk it that fast it, you have to have really long legs <laughs> so um that might not be realistic for you so what would fit for you? What, what kind of exercise do you like to do? The easiest
0: exercise for me is my stationary bike, which is mm-hmm. in the basement. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could figure out how to get on my laptop and ride the bike at the same time, <laughs> we'd be in good shape.
2: <laughs> because then you would be distracted and you would stay on longer? Is yes. that what you're saying? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So what you're saying is when you do your stationary bike... Um, you could do it for a long time as long as you had something that gave your attention something to do.
0: Well, and if the seat was a little more comfortable, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After those, sitting, those... you know, 10 hours a day at work, you, the last thing I really want to do is sit all night, too. But
3: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's the okay. easiest exercise for me. The hard part's making the time to do it.
2: Okay. How much time do you think you need to be on your stationary bike?
0: Well, when I used to ride it religiously, I would ride for 30 minutes and 10 miles.
2: Uh huh.
0: And you did I, that I never much? knew if that was, you know, a good goal. It's just what I did.
3: Okay.
0: Um, I started riding again last night just because I have to move and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an mm-hmm. easy way to do it. But I only did 15 minutes last night and it ended up being 5 miles. You know, and I don't know if that's, if that's a good number. You know, it's some place to start for me.
2: Okay, consider this. If you've been doing nothing and you you do just 15 minutes of some activity in a day, just by doing that consistently, you're already reducing your risk of heart disease, your risk of, of cancer, and your risk of death overall, just with 15 minutes a day. So what I'm
0: doing is better than doing nothing.
2: (laughs) That is absolutely correct. You are already helping your health by just doing 15 minutes on your bike. Now, if you can also, um, did you tell me you walked this morning? Yes. Okay. So if you can also then add in other activity in your day, even if it's in little 15-minute increments, even if you go out and just walk around the block for 15 minutes before you go to work in the morning, You know, add that to the 15 minutes at night and you've got 30 minutes of exercise in your schedule. So you think of it in little increments that, you know, you don't have to spend 40 minutes walking to, you know, get your, your mile in. You just have to get more activity in your day. As you think of it that way, are there places where you've got, oh, 10 or 15 minutes that you could squeeze in a little more activity?
0: i probably could it's prioritizing because i have okay. 10 minutes you know i go spend it with mom and dad or mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I if you use were my time wisely sometimes
2: okay but you know i think it's important that you spend time with, with your folks i mean i think that's also an important thing it's i I don't know that it's fair to do that as an either or either i spend time with them or i exercise hmm. <laughs> you know i mean it sounds like you you walked with your mom this morning so you got to yes. spend some time with her Um, I I don't know if there's, you know, an activity that you do with your dad as well. But, uh, you know, I wonder if you can begin to look at um, that it doesn't have to be a lot, but little places or little times in your day that you could add in additional exercise. I probably could. Okay. What would you be willing to... Do what would you be willing to put into place in in terms of maybe two times in a day that you find ten or fifteen minutes? Gee, I could pretend
0: like I was still smoking and run up and down the steps a half a dozen times a day <laughs> okay,
2: do you know that 's not a bad idea you know if you you have a sedentary job, so okay. if you take a break, go down the steps and up the steps. You would, you would be able to get extra activity, and going up and down steps is a really good thing—a good activity.
0: I noticed just from when I stopped smoking. You know, we go up and down the steps. You know, four or five times a day, maybe. Yes. Well, I'm not smoking, so I don't need to go up and down the steps anymore. <laughs> so uh-huh.
2: I just
3: uh-huh.
0: stay where I'm at all day.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, Cindy, what we've done today is we've talked about different ideas of ways that you can increase your activity. Now, we're needing to take a break, and I just want to thank you for coming on the show, for sharing your success with us, and also for letting me do just a little bit of coaching with you. So, you know, I'd be really interested in hearing from you in a week or so about how you've put this into action, what, what change you've made. Would that be okay? Absolutely. All right. Well, I really want to thank you, Cindy. It's been great to have you here, and thank you for giving us 15 minutes of your time this morning. Thank you, and our- best for having me. All right. Thanks, Cindy. And we're going to take a short break now. You're listening to What Matters on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured
0: this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iRadioblog.com today, powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network.
1: Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success, drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
2: Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Uh, we're talking about pulling it all together, taking those, now that information about changing little things in your life to get big results, especially in your health. And we've, we've spent the month of February talking about healthy changes, and we just had a guest on the show that shared one healthy choice that she made and the really big impact that it had. And now we have another guest. His name is Victor. And Victor comes to us um, from a a background of having made an incredible change, many incredible changes actually, in his life. Um, But recently, a significant change in his health and his weight. So, good morning, Victor.
4: How are you? I'm fine, Marybeth. How are you?
2: I'm great. So Victor, I really want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, sharing your success with us. And I wonder if you would uh, talk to us for a minute about the change that you made in your health.
4: Well, Mary Beth, what happened for me is about six years ago, five and a half years ago, I, I recovered from, from drug and alcohol addiction and uh, it turns out, and I was the last person to recognize this, I replaced it with an addiction to certain types of foods. And one morning, I, uh, I, was, I was at the breakfast table, and I heard something about the 12 steps in association with a lady who was morbidly obese and how they were going to help her to recover. And it struck me that I was eating alcoholically. In other words I was eating for effect rather than for nutrition.
3: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
4: And I thought, well, I went to the 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 overeaters anonymous website and I I read about it and it said they used the same literature as the other 12-step program I belong to. So I got in there and I went to the part called the doctor's opinion where they talk about why alcoholics drink the way they do. And it said you only replace two words, alcohol with food and alcoholic with compulsive overeater. And mm-hmm. I read in there, and it basically said, Victor eats for the effect produced by food. And I thought, I'm a foodaholic. Uh-huh. So I went to my first meeting, and I started recognizing that there were certain foods that I was completely powerless over. Hmm. And Mm -hmm. I started to identify those foods and for everybody it's a different thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Some Mm -hmm. people it's sugar, some people Mm -hmm. it's X, Y, or Z. For me it's the fatty, salty, deep fried foods such as, Mm -hmm. you know, the chicken wings and french fries,
3: Mm -hmm.
4: pizza, Mm -hmm. and my Mm -hmm. behaviors, and my thinking. And and the lies I was telling about food were the same as they'd been with the drugs and alcohol.
2: Wow, what a powerful insight!
4: Oh, it was amazing, and of course, the last time I was weighed before I started losing the weight, mm-hmm. and that was and I had gained probably thirty pounds since then. It was I was at four seventeen. Oh my! So Mary Beth, I was close to a, a quarter of a ton probably mm-hmm. probably 450 mhm mm-hmm. by the time i i had this insight and uh, you know i i asked my higher power now today to help me to view food as as the blessing that he intended it to be as a nourishment for my body mm-hmm. and not as the curse that i allowed it to become
3: mhm
4: mhm and and i and the prescription after that was easy you eat less, you move more.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> but the, the hard part for me was staying away from those binge foods and from those eating behaviors that were causing me to, to, to trip over into that eating for effect. Mm-hmm. You know, so
2: tell, tell me what you did. Kind of the kind of the first thing that you did. I mean, you went to your meetings, you got some information, you changed your perspective on the food. But what was the action then of the kind of the little steps? How did you not eat those foods? How did you you know put yourself in a in a place so that that wasn't automatic for you?
4: Well, the first thing I did was I got up every morning and I asked my higher power for help. And that doesn't have to be a Christian God. It can be whatever you want it to be. Beauty, love and truth. Mm-hmm. you know can be your higher power you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. healthy food can be your higher power mm-hmm. uh just something bigger than me you know had to help me mm-hmm. and uh i it's an inside job you know and mm-hmm. and i started in my i i asked a, a an older member of the program somebody that had abstinence already and i started journaling my food and that's a powerful tool when you start to put on paper exactly what you're putting in your body every day, you realize it's a lot yeah. more than you thought.
2: yeah, so that that's really a a good awareness tool. You know some people use that just as a way to help them be conscious of what they're doing because when you write it down and you read it, you see it there, that really raises your conscious awareness of what you're putting in your mouth.
4: It sure does. And the second thing I did was start to identify those foods that I was eating for the effect rather than because I was hungry. Mm-hmm. In other words, I've never binged on spinach. Yes, you know, very few or, people do. <laughs> or, or boiled cabbage or, or right. carrots, you know? Yeah. It was yeah. it was those things that the food industry in America have designed to trigger the phenomenon of craving in people because, you know... Um, our appetite and our sex drive are closely tied to a thing called a reward pathway. Mhm. And those are healthy things that tell us to eat and procreate to mm-hmm. survive. Mhm. But these certain foods and the way they're manufactured hijack that reward pathway and turn it into something, you know, like certain restaurants, you know, what you crave or, you know, mm-hmm. fourth meal or you know, like food is yeah. some kind of drug, they even market it that way, yeah yeah, and uh for for a certain percentage of the population which I happen to be one of, mm-hmm. um it becomes a real curse, you know, mhm, the mm-hmm. big thing for me, Mary Beth, that's so hard compared to the to complete abstinence from drugs and alcohol is you have to wheel the food out every day
2: that's right now, i I heard it um. I heard the metaphor one time. I've probably heard it several times, but that, you know, in comparing the two the ch- different 12 step programs, that, you know, the Alcoholics Anonymous program, um, they often say, well, you know, I catch my tiger in a cage, and that's just where it stays. And people in OA say, yeah, I take my tiger out three times a day and take him for a walk.
4: Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's easy. To let up on the program of action when you start seeing the huge benefits like I did immediately because I was so morbidly obese mm-hmm. that I saw immediate dramatic weight loss. Sure, sure. And, uh, within six months I'd lost a hundred pounds. Wow. And that's uh, incredible. And I, was, I was going to the local YMCA, you know, and, and moving more. Mm-hmm. And, and I started doing, uh, Positive affirmations every morning. Mm-hmm. And these were really powerful for me, Mary Beth. Mary Beth. All my life, I I uh, felt less than, you know, and mm-hmm. and unloved. And mm-hmm. I started looking myself in the mirror every morning and saying, I love you and accept you just as you are. And looking myself in the eyes. And I haven't looked at myself in the eyes in years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's really neat was I let go of the need for external validation. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm perfect, whole, and complete just as I am. And once I recognize that, my life in the last year and a half has been one long series of external validations, but I don't need them anymore, therefore I get them. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's been amazing.
2: Yes, yes. Because what you are putting out there is that you're accepting of yourself, and once you come to peace with that so once you begin to generate that energy of self-acceptance the universe responds to that you you generate that energy and it reflects back on you so of course now you're getting more validation now you're getting more acceptance
4: yeah it's been an amazing ride Mm
2: mm-hmm so what's next in your journey? What's the next step you're going to take for your
4: health? Oh, I think you already know. <laughs> well, I do, but this I better listen the step. I know, step. the smoking cessation. <laughs> I have to get off the cigarettes, Mary Beth. Okay, okay. Be- so have
2: you thought of, of a plan? I mean, Well, let me ask you first. Have you thought of yourself as a non-smoker?
4: No, I haven't. Ah,
2: it's going to be hard to get there if you can't imagine yourself as a non-smoker.
4: You know, and I think what what's happened for me with the with the smoking is it's fear, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they've been a shield for me for so long.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got some pretty incredible insight into how you work on the inside. I'm really sure that once you begin to address that what you're really trying to do there is soothe the fear, and once you begin to imagine yourself as a non-smoker, the rest of it is just going to fall into place. It's going to be really easy.
4: Gosh, of course it will. As long as I affirm that it will be. That's right. That's I've right. I've just got to get to that position of neutrality where I'm willing to let go. Mm-hmm. 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 So um, I have a, my primary physician. <laughs> I was asking her, uh, you know, her, about different things for smoking cessation, and she she was talking about the chantix and and I said, "Oh, but I'm afraid of the side effects from chantix, and she was cracking up, she said, "A crackhead worried about side effects, <laughs> uh-huh, <yeah. laughs> so um, I think that you know whatever it takes, I need to get away from them mhm, you know and uh and I appreciate you helping me out with that,
2: mhm, well, you know. Y- you know I do hypnosis, and you know that you know when you're ready. Hypnosis is a tool that would work for you, but you also know that if you call me and you tell me that you're thinking about quitting smoking and you'd like to try hypnosis, I'll throw you out the door.
4: <laughs> yeah, without 100% uh, investment, in it, it's not going to work.
2: That's right. That's right. And I won't. I won't do hypnosis with anyone who's not ready to quit. I just. I won't waste my time or their money. It's it's not worth it. So uh, Victor, I want to thank you. You have been just a wonderful inspiration for our listeners today, um, and you know for sharing your journey and how you how you just made that incredible change in your health. What's your uh, what's your total weight loss so far?
4: Right at around a hundred and nine, but it's been bouncing, uh-huh. probably six pounds either way. Uh-huh. I started a new job and and I'm. I'm struggling with what your last uh caller was was struggling with the making the time thing, yeah, yeah, and uh I realize that it's not that there isn't enough time, it's that I haven't been willing to make the time
2: right, to make it a priority to fit it into your plan
4: so yeah oh. i ha- I've been eating less, but I haven't been moving more uh-huh. and and you can I can see the difference, so
2: yeah, all right, well, thank you so much, Victor. It's been great to have you on the show this morning.
4: Thanks for having me, Mary Beth, and uh, I will speak to you later.
2: All right. We're going to take a short break now. You're listening to Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online
1: television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation.
0: Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and is the co-founder of BR Public Relations, who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to The Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspiring really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Lodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
2: Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. What a great morning this is. What an incredible privilege we've had today of sharing two incredible success stories. Two people that took very different paths to success. And yet both of our guests that we heard from today made a decision to take a new action in their lives. And it started with a small step. For Cindy, it was the decision to drink more water drink more water in her day than she drank Diet Coke, and that was it. That was the decision. She admits that when she heard about it the first time, she wasn't ready. She had some other things, but at some point, she made up her mind and said, okay, I'm going to take this first step, and when she made the decision and she took the action, she kept repeating that action until it became automatic. And now we heard that incredible success that she's had, going from drinking no water and only Diet Coke in her day to drinking anywhere from 80 to 100 ounces of water in her day. And, okay, she has a Diet Coke, but certainly she's got lots of water for her body to use in a healthy way. And Victor, Victor shared his success with us as well. He took a very different approach than we've ever talked about before. He really made it more of a spiritual journey, because that's what made sense to him. That's what fit in his life. That's what he already knew how to do, and he could apply it to yet another area of his life. And in that journey, he still did the same things. He changed his perception about the food. He became more aware, more consciously aware of the foods that he was using to fuel his body. He recognized that food is for the nutrition of the body, not for an emotional effect. And he made a decision. Again, we come to the decision. He made a decision to change those foods that had been used inappropriately for him. And he made a decision to use only those foods that were related to his physical nutrition. He eliminated the foods that, for him, set up a cycle of craving and loss of control. And once he made that decision, he took the action. See, we can make a decision and never do anything with it. But it was in taking the action that he created a change. A change in his attitude, a change in his awareness, and ultimately a change in his physical and emotional health. So very powerful. And we've had the privilege of hearing that journey. Isn't that incredible? We know that when we practice healthy behaviors over and over again, these behaviors become automatic. Actually, any behavior that we practice, whether it's healthy or not, becomes automatic. Making up your mind and making a commitment to take the actions in your plan is the first step in practicing healthy behaviors. The more often that you repeat a healthy choice, the more automatic it is for you to do this healthy action. We're back to creating a simple plan a plan of action, and then following through on those actions so that you set yourself up for success. What a great choice you've made for yourself. We heard both of our guests talk about the next step for them is about the exercise. And did you hear them both say that the stumbling block, the obstacle, was about the time? About making the time? It's not making the time. We have the time. It's how we prioritize our time. So when you have a plan and you say to yourself, this is the plan I am going to follow, you can make it automatic by simply making the decision, this is what I'm going to do. Find the time first. You have to sit down. You have to consider, where is, how does your life run? What works for you? Where is the time in your day? You know, Cindy did a wonderful job of saying, gosh, I used to run up and down the stairs because I was a smoker. Now that I'm no longer a smoker, I don't get that exercise. Well, she could still get the exercise. There was time in her day for that. She can find the time again. And she can either do it as a break periodically throughout her day, go up and down the stairs, or she could do it on her lunchtime and go up and down the stairs several times, depending on what her body can do and what feels and fits her best. Victor identified the same thing. I can find the time. I just haven't made it a priority. I can make it a priority. And what we didn't hear and what we will hear is I will make it a priority. When you make a plan and you make a commitment to that plan, you reprioritize your time. You know you have the right to a healthy body. All you have to do is exercise that right in your decision, in your plan, you can make exercise as automatic as brushing your teeth every day. That's right. Make a simple exercise plan, one that fits your life. Decide to make it a priority for your health. Anticipate the pace and the structure of your day and make the plan fit into your life. Make it realistic. Make something you will do. And then make a commitment. To take the action in your plan. No excuses. No negotiation. Just follow your plan. That's right. Set yourself up for success. You had the privilege today of listening in on some live coaches. And just by listening to that process, you may have had an idea about something you could do for yourself, a way to take action and become healthier. Some people do use a coach to make changes, and there are different ways to use a coach. You got to listen today to an individual coaching process. There's also a group process. And either way, you have a way from just experiencing that, listening in, to focus on what the next step is for you. So what is the next step for you? Where are you going? Look out there at the end. What's the goal you want to achieve? Where do you want to be? Now, come all the way back to now. and Tell me, what is the very next step that will put you closer to where you want to be? I want you to give yourself credit for what you've already done. You've already taken a step or two, haven't you? So congratulate yourself on that step. Give yourself a high five. Reach your right arm over your left shoulder and pat yourself on the back. You've done a great job so far. Now, what's next? What is the next step for you that moves you closer to your goal? Make a decision. Put a plan together and follow through with the action. It's in the action that the accomplishment is made. It's the action, consistent action practicing that new behavior that gets you to your goal. Now, I know you can do this. So as we draw to a close today, I wonder what change you will make within yourself. I wonder how you will allow yourself to make this change today. And I wonder what you'll do that moves you closer to that healthy body that you have the right, and that you so deserve to have. So how will you use today's information? What plan will you make? What action will you take? How will you make a difference in your world? Imagine the influence that these two people today in sharing their story have had. Their changes rip through you and give you inspiration to make a change. Imagine the inspiration you can give to others when you begin to take care of yourself in a new, healthy way. So, I want to thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. I want to congratulate you for taking the time for yourself today. You have demonstrated that you are worth your own time. So, take it a step further. Go out there and make it a great day. You truly deserve it.
1: Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.